Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Steve. And here's what Steve has to say. There's a story in the U.S. media about the $1.2 trillion in student loan debt. Give us your take on the 65% of college students and grads being female, and young men not taking the bait anymore after stories like Texas politician Wendy Davis, aka the abortion Barbie, divorcing her husband literally the day after he paid off her student loans. Well, thanks for your question, Steve. And thanks for the links to these two stories that you sent me. The first of these stories I want to cover is the NBC story called Burdened with Record Amount of Debt graduates delay marriage. And the story says there's $1.2 trillion worth of college debt in the United States, and that people can't participate in the American dream because they're working as baristas and paying over $1,000 a month in many cases in terms of school debt interest. To understand the college debt bubble and how women fit into the equation, we have to understand why more women are choosing higher education in the first place. Women are always late to the party when it comes to social trends. And men are usually the early adopters of most technologies and social trends, and end up making the majority of the money in the new fields, because we can often see or use our critical thinking skills to see trends before women. College was a good investment back in the 1980s and 90s, when it was something that was rare. There was a low supply of college-educated people and a high demand for them. And I would often remember everyone telling me that I needed a college degree in the 80s and 90s, and so, I basically went to university. My choice for school was photography and video, as well as film, and a degree in the fine arts. And I knew that my profession was one that was a lot of fun, so that meant I would have to compete and outdo most of the other students and obliterate my competition by providing superior products and services. And I also had to work harder than everyone else so that I would actually have a job in my field. Many young ladies these days going to college see that women 10 or 15 years ago were able to succeed with a degree. And so they're mimicking that success without actually seeing the future. Most people understand that men can perceive space and time differently than women. We can usually more accurately predict and extrapolate future trends based on the current environment around us because of our ancient hunting skills. We had to predict the probability of a mastodon or mammoth and basically figure out which direction it was going to run into so that we could accurately hit it with a spear while women gathering berries and vegetables didn't have to predict where the berry was going to go. It was on the bush and it wasn't going to move unless another woman got to it first. So women had to learn to cooperate instead of compete with one another. Cooperation works when you have ten berries and two women to separate those berries with. Each one gets five berries. But what happens when you have one job and two women? There's often no sharing. At least not here in North America. In Europe, they've figured out ways to split one job for two or three workers. So in North America, women are harvesting berries in the form of college degrees and doing this so they can find work. But jobs are increasingly going to people with connections. Only 4% of jobs are actually posted on job sites. And women are better at socializing and networking than men. So they're often the ones triumphing in this labor market more than men. Men created Facebook and LinkedIn 
and women are using these technologies to communicate with one another and get the jobs. College-aged men have figured out that they can learn on their own and get jobs that are practical. But that strategy for men might not work for very much longer either. You see, our entire economy no longer functions on long-term visions of the future. Companies only look forward a few years or quarters into the future. And this type of thinking works well for women because women are short-term opportunistic thinkers. They see predominantly into the short to mid-term. Men, on the other hand, are mostly mid-term to long-term thinkers. And all of the women entering the workforce over the last 30 to 40 years have changed the thinking of corporations and governments from long-term thinking and planning to short-term thinking and planning. And the future is about to catch up with them. Women may be just as capable of getting an education as men, but when they apply that knowledge, they apply it in a different time scale and in different ways. It's not always just about the number of accountants a company has, but also the ratio of male to female accountants that affects the success of an organization and the quality of their work. And I'm just using accounting as an example. Women's ability to think is about outmaneuvering their opponents in the here and now, in the form of short-term thinking and strategy. Men predominantly strategize over the longer period and can see the bigger picture more easily. How many great female chess players do you know? What I'm trying to say is that the present belongs to women and the future belongs to men. And once the future arrives, women often scramble madly to control the present. And this reminds me of a story about the difference between reacting and responding. Women react to problems around them, while men tend to respond to them. When I was in middle school, kids would often try to bully me, and I would react in stupid and crazy, irrational ways that only encouraged the bullying to continue. Instead, I should have responded to them. I thought that fighting back against a bigger opponent at the time was the best way to go. Instead, I later realized that responding to a threat by predicting that threat and outthinking my opponent was the best way to go. The moment modern Western civilization allowed women to do the thinking for us, we allowed short-term thinking to rule the world. And we threw long-term thinking out the window. So 65% of college students are women. Is it any wonder that our culture has become one of narcissistic short-term fulfillment? And men will not have the last laugh, because all of those broken college-aged women will run to the bank of dad when everything turns to shit. And daddy will probably bail them out through his inheritance, or his 401k, or RRSP as it's known up here in Canada. When times are good, men suffer because women nag them for more and more. And when times are tough, women nag them for what little remains in the system. The man session never ends, unless you go MGTOW and you're a ghost. And people often say that modern communications technology isolates people. And with the way that women increasingly behave, is it any wonder that men created this technology in the first place? I believe the rapid development of the internet, smartphone technology, and single living has a lot to do with men isolating themselves from women. And the more we isolate ourselves from women, the more they try to enter our newly created male spaces. Men can survive emotionally and psychologically alone much better than women. And lonely women soon find themselves surrounded by cats. And with regards to student debt, women that can't find a man that can help them pay off their student loans are not marriage material. So maybe it's yet another reason the marriage rate is dropping. Now I want to move on to the next story about Wendy Davis forcing a divorce on her husband the day after he finished paying off her student loans. This story is not only about the narcissism of Wendy Davis, but also about her lack of empathy. I'm including a link to this story in the description below. The story is sensational because it shows the nerve that Wendy has leaving her husband after he paid off her debts. But she also left her child, too. A child that was biologically not his. She got her former man, Jeff Davis, to pay for her education, pay to raise a child that wasn't even his, and then she left both of them. 
Under the terms of their divorce, her husband received custody of her daughter, and she will have to pay $1,200 a month in child support. I think this is happening more and more with women that are successful and have gone to college. And with regards to the ones that are mothers, many of them are dumping their husbands and their kids after they get their educations and basically high-paying careers. With more women unable to cook, clean, and look after themselves, it's increasingly going to fall on the fathers to be responsible for raising children. Which raises the question, why wouldn't a man just hire a surrogate if he's going to have to raise these kids on his own in the end? With regards to the college debt bubble, it will burst at some point as women figure out that it's a complete waste of money. But as long as the government continues to subsidize the bubble and hand out money to young women taking women's studies, then it will continue. And then when it finally fails, all of the towns and cities across much of the Western world that house universities are going to find themselves university towns with massive economic crashes because of all the college debt that's responsible for their booms in the first place. The real estate values in such places will crash along with the student populations and women will ultimately be bailed out by their husbands, fathers, and the government. And I predict that their education debt will be wiped away. But when that finally does happen, what will all the educated and wannabe independent women do with all of their free time? Will they work selling coffee, or will they try to take over the government apparatus so they can take over the, what's left of the money and productive resources for men? Throughout history, we've seen that disgruntled classes of men create revolutions and upheavals. And I kind of wonder what a displaced and underemployed class of women are going to do. This really intrigues me because we've never seen it before. If I have to make a prediction, then I'll basically predict that women will push for more socialism, and a socialist revolution in North America where they get what little is left for themselves. Remember, short-term thinking triumphs in women, but in the long term they will be impoverishing themselves as well as the men and children around them. If this starts happening, then men going their own way need to stand up against it. At that point, I would completely advocate organizing ourselves. And isn't it ironic that a failed college bubble can do more than just bankrupt people? It might actually lead to a revolution. But I wouldn't worry about that too much, as most of the educations that college-aged women receive are absolutely worthless. But the important thing is that women feel that their degrees have value. It's all about irrational and emotional degrees instead of practical ones. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks for your donation, Steve, and thank you everyone else for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.